Hey everyone, it's Erica and Christian Raphael, and we'd like to welcome you to our backpack, the podcast where we give you the tools to support your personal and professional journey. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of our backpack. I never know the structure of what these woos are going to be. So. Neither do I, but I love that. <laughs> You know, sometimes you got to go with the flow. Sometimes you got to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, always. <laughs> so, <laughs> Christian. So, part of our institution is we're a strengths-based um, institution. And I guess I want to know what your top five strengths are and if any of them are adaptability, especially considering the environment we work in. Um, probably not. I mean, well, <laughs> adapt- adaptability is probably one of my top ten. Yeah. But my first one's Achiever. Mm, makes sense. My second one's positivity. Hello. <laughs> My third one's a ranger. Mm. This whole meeting, this whole podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then my fourth one is competition. Mm-hmm. Clearly, personally, you know that. Yeah. And then individualization. How about you? Mine are includer. Mm. Makes sense. Um, Connectedness. Input, meaning I like to learn a lot of random things, which makes sense. Um, oh, drats. Like, what are my strengths? Listen, I've taken oh this gosh. several times, but what I have noticed is from the first time that I took it in undergrad, they've definitely changed. So, for the first time around, I had empathy, adaptability, mm-hmm. positivity, everything that you could think of that was in anything that wasn't strategic. Right. <laughs> I didn't get any of the strategic or the organizer ones. And I had developer back then, too. But now, like, as the years have changed, the last time I took it, I got connectedness, developer, input, includer, and restorative. All the things that kind of make sense for my personality and the way that I work. Yeah, and I appreciate you asking this question about what are our top strengths, Mm -hmm. top five strengths through Gallup, because... Similar to any, I think, identity or skills-based personality test, you need to understand people and how people operate in either personal settings or work settings. And for today's episode, we are focusing specifically on, if you want to go fast, send an email. And before sending an email, it's important to understand people's communication styles. So, Erica, tell me a little bit about when we're looking at the workplace, what's your communication style? I'm very succinct and to the point. Um, I think everything should be succinct and to the point. What? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was just, (laughs) you know, sometimes I read emails from people and there's so much fluff in them. And just to backtrack a little bit, since I'm the one marketer in my department Mm -hmm. outside of my student staff, I feel a lot of times I get invited to things simply because people think I should be there. And so I'm in these meetings that I'm constantly sifting out. What is the marketing point? Why am I here? Uh-huh. And oftentimes uh-huh. I have to bring that up to people where I'm like, okay, so in terms of marketing, what are you looking for? What are you thinking about? How do I chime in on this? Because people will literally invite me to brainstorming meetings for their projects. And I'm like, that's not marketing. Um, you should either be providing me with a separate email or a separate meeting. 
-hmm. Because right now, I'm not brainstorming to help you figure out what your product is. I'm just mm -hmm. trying to do the marketing for it. And once you have that, that'll help make my job easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so my thing right now is I need you to be as to the point as possible. And even with my student staff in our meetings, I try to make sure that our meetings are as to the point as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't hold people above time once we've said what we've said. Mm -hmm. That's all that mm -hmm. needs to be said. I will not fill up space when that space can be taken and used for somewhere more valuable or just to be more productive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting because I think in higher ed we're taught to, we're, not that we're taught this, but we're indirectly told to address the issue head on, but make sure the person feels good after they leave. Yeah. And I hate it. 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 And so for my communication style, right now I'm working on a departmental framework on professional development and trainings. And when you're thinking of student affairs, specifically housing residents life, there are over seven units in that bucket. Yeah. And this week, we're meeting with every unit lead, so that's an associate director or a director, to understand what are their needs in their community or their units for ongoing training, which is skill-based, and ongoing development for their teams. And those are only 30-minute blocks. So I'm in there like, okay, we're gonna hear what you know that they need and then what you wanna see. And it's gonna be direct, it's gonna be to the point, and we're gonna get it done in 30 minutes with additional follow-up if needed. So I'm very similar in the sense of when you, depending on who you're working with, you may have that time to ideate for three hours and talk. Yeah. But for some people, I, I can give you 10 minutes, <laughs> I can give you maybe 30, and then we gotta go. So Every my communication style is direct. Direct, direct, direct. Every meeting can't be a think tank meeting. And I remember at one point. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I remember at one point in our department, every meeting was a think tank meeting. And I used to wonder, I'm like, what, did I sign up for this? Because I did not know. And the answer is no. Not every meeting needs to be a think tank meeting. And so when we're thinking about this topic of, so you want to go fast, if you want to go fast, send an email. Mm-hmm. There, there are three ways we're gonna break this up. The first one is understanding how we're grading the meeting. So defining the meeting, things to keep in mind and how the meeting flow and structure should go. Two, how to maximize the emails. It's the, well, we always get them. It is a tool that we should be maximizing if we can't be, meet in meetings. And three, how do we project manage? So a lot of the things that we're working on is continuous it is ongoing until it meets meets its end goal so how do we track what people are doing and giving those updates yeah so like thinking about meetings what meetings. is a meeting right and what is the goal of the meeting every meeting should have a goal um whether it means to check in with your staff to check in with your supervisor or it just means to have a meeting with certain unit leads in the department that way you know that your meetings will definitely have outcomes and not just be people sitting together and coming up uh -huh. with the meeting should be about once they're there because that takes up a certain amount of time and i think one of the things that used to happen in our department before is that people would come to meetings because they know they had to meet but there would be no prior planning uh -huh. and so meetings would run over time and because it felt like such a family atmosphere people didn't feel like our meetings running over time mattered but these meetings would run over probably 20 to 
30 minutes. And so the first thing of having a meeting is make sure there's respect for people's time and people's oh, schedules. No. Make sure it's timely, make sure it starts, and it ends when you say it's going to end. Even if that means that you have someone in the meeting that is keeping notes and keeping track of time. Um, make sure that the discussion is recorded or someone is like writing down like the top 10 things that people should know mm -hmm. um, so that there can be some takeaways and people, and in case someone isn't there, they know exactly what's discussed and they don't feel that left out. And for future meetings, especially if it's something that's going to be a series, um, you know where the next meeting should go and what information needs to be discussed. Next, make sure everybody at the meeting needs to be there. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone doesn't have to be in attendance. Um, if it won't be fruitful for them to be there, but the information is something they should know to work on a project, you can have another meeting with them. Um, make sure that everyone you invite, it'll be a good use of their time because you want people to feel confidence in attending your meeting and not feel like it's a waste of time and showing up mm -hmm. begrudgingly. Also, make sure the amount of meetings that you have are necessary. Too many, <laughs> too many meetings can just make someone feel tired about working on a project. If it doesn't have to be a meeting, let it be an email update. Don't bore people. Yeah, and we only have a, this shocks people, but remember, we only have a limit, limited time that we have together in a week. And as much as I love sleepovers and having conversations after the work hours, there are boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing that if there are, if you're having meetings, they should be intentional. But also having too many meetings can cause burnout. Yeah. And if it's an ongoing project, figuring out how to create benchmarks and check-in points. Yeah. And something that helps with that is just making sure that all of your meetings have an agenda, whether they be printed or whether they be shared on screen. It helps ensure that, that there are deliverables and that people know what they are. And then it also helps people feel like they're buying into the meeting because they know exactly what's going to be discussed. And they also know which points of the meeting that they can actively contribute mm -hmm. to. Yeah. And what I like about agendas, too, is it gives a flow. It gives a structure, right? Mm -hmm. Agendas allow people to know what is information-based, what is discussion-based, what is a decision, right? And agendas will look different depending on, like, if you're supervising someone or if you're on a committee, but mm -hmm. having a sense of an agenda and allowing either yourself to create something and getting input from others really helps the flow of the meeting because if you're going into every meeting with, I don't know, you're probably gonna leave with, I don't know. And yeah. so ensuring that there's some structure and flow to it um, is the best thing you can do. Right. And then that lets us know, once you look at your agenda for the meeting, ask yourself, does it need to be a meeting or can it be an email? Mm -hmm. And Christian can tell us more about how you'd be able to tell. Yeah, so I think because we work so greatly with one another mm -hmm. and want to always include people, we feel that it's best to do that in person. Yeah. Because as humans, we're social. Right, it's, it, it feels different for me to say, Erica, we're gonna meet and talk and just catch up than me sending an email. But we need to recognize that 
when we're working with, even if we're only working with a few number of folks to a large quantity of folks, that email sometimes is the best way to still check in on people and also make sure your deliverables are being pushed. And so for an email, you know, when it comes to understanding and defining like what is an email, an email is an email, right? It's, 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 a, it's a text on a document that you're or on a platform that you're gonna send out. But the way I think I've seen the most beneficial email, at least as an employee, but also as a supervisor, what I've been told is it should be either for quick updates. So if there's a process or a project going on, letting people know like, hey, if you haven't heard anything, these are just a reminder and a few updates of what's happening mm-hmm. and just a check in status to provide resources. So recognizing that working in student affairs and higher ed, we're always going to interact with resources. May that be socially, economically, culturally, psychologically. And sometimes you don't need to meet in person to let someone know what those resources are. You can send an email say, hey, just to send this your way, this might be beneficial. But there are, there are also times where you may need to say that in person. So, you know, de- or sorry, navigate that space as you shall. Meeting minutes, I do this all the time. Because sometimes people get amnesia after meetings <laughs> and forget what was said in the space. And specifically around action items or what the plan was in that space. Mm-hmm. So Erica talked about this a little bit earlier, but if there's someone that could be the designated note taker or someone who writes really great meeting minutes, you can include that in your agenda and that way you can send it out afterward. It just helps people understand what was said, what was agreed to, and or what needs to be continually discussed afterward. And I can speak to that. Like, I love Christian's emails. I loved um, reading Christian's emails to his team. And I wasn't even on his team. I just thought that it was really well organized. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. (laughs) And it gave me the template to um, start writing those emails for my staff. Though I must admit, I've fallen off on writing them. Mainly Mm. because nothing much. (laughs) Christian's like, wow. Mm, do better but yes do better I think I might send one out this week but only because much hasn't been happening there aren't too many of us and we have our weekly check-in yeah Yeah. and your team is fairly small it's student staff it's student workers yeah and you know and when we're thinking about emails just keep in mind for the most part emails should be clear to the point if you're sending a bibliography ask yourself if an email is the best place to send a bibliography sometimes it may be in person you need to read that bibliography but email should be clear and to the point and what i appreciate and what i do even though people make fun of me all the time about this mm-hmm. i do sections and like i highlight every section so i use we use um outlook for our university so i do like yellows are like the large headers and then sometimes i do like green for subheadings but that way people can understand the flow of what i'm doing and so just make sure you're creating sections in your emails because no one wants to read a very long paragraph as if a high schooler just sent in their essay for how to kill a mockingbird yeah (laughs) (laughs) then the the (laughs) that was good right that was good the other thing is if you are writing an email just that does require actionable steps 
make sure you are identifying what those actionable steps are either at the ahead of the email so like before the paragraph or at the end of it and just say actionable items or action required that way if someone let's say if you're working with directors or deans they can see it automatically but even with erica she is the sole person of marketing in our unit which is if you're just counting professional employees it's over 200 people so just keeping in mind that if there's actions that are need to be required to identify that early or at the end of the email whatever works best for your writing style and then making sure that you're streamlining communication so if <laughs> communication shouldn't be on several different platforms right so and, and let me backtrack if you're trying to send out communication about let's say an event or a opportunity that's happening absolutely you want to send out every platform you have there out there but if you're talking about a team and a unit you want to make sure that you're using the same platform consistently yeah right i shouldn't be using platform a on a monday platform b on wednesday and then on friday forget it i'm just gonna use my personal text messages <laughs> as cute as that is make it somewhat consistent for people yeah please don't use your gmail then use your outlook then use your gmail because where are we supposed to find you absolutely where's like don't put it in the one drive then put it in the google drive <laughs> don't even get me started because <laughs> that is just that is a hot mess express and things are bound to get lost yeah so just make sure there's a difference from marketing communications on different platforms and streamlining your communication on, on your team's platform yeah and that goes into, I guess, our last point. So now we're getting into the part for tips for project management. Yeah. Full facts, not even going to lie. Project management is a hard skill for me. And I have, like, struggled with this since I was in elementary school. Like, even when... <laughs> no, it's no <laughs> I'm so serious. In my elementary school, they used to give us out planners, right? And I would get my planner at the beginning of every year, and I probably only wrote in it for the first two weeks because I felt like I could memorize everything in my head. Well, like, obviously, because it wasn't that much stuff. But because I spent so much of, like, my early years doing that, um, later on it became hard for me to mm. like write things down uh, because I just got so used to memorizing it. But the thing is, you can't fit everything in your head and trying to just makes work like chaotic and makes you feel overwhelmed. And I found that once I started writing things down, even in the most basic ways, I just have lists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just writing lists frees up space in my head and allows me to be more productive and allows me to get more done. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. right now, I'm actually thinking of trying to get a project management certificate. That way I could take classes on it outside of the courses that I'm trying to take on Linda. Fortunately, like our university like gives us access to Linda. And they have a few project management courses on there mm -hmm. that I'm excited about. But I think getting a certification in that like, would be helpful for me because I'd be in the classes and I'd have like accountability that way. But also it would just look better for my resume mm -hmm. as well since marketing a big part of that and being a marketing manager is project management. Yeah. And so right now in my position, I'm handling a lot. Like sometimes I work on projects, sometimes I do the project management. And that's basically like doing two people's jobs. Mm -hmm. And it's not always fun to be the ideator, but then also be the person that manages it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to strike a balance between both. Fortunately, my supervisor is like very cognizant of the fact that I am doing more work in that way 
and is finding ways to support me. Because mm -hmm. um, I am the person that would prefer to work on the projects rather than track and manage them. Mm -hmm. But hey, this is life. This is the position I've been dealt with. So one of the <laughs> things that we've been doing is Jira. Jira is a new platform that we started. Um, it seems helpful because I know what projects like people are asking me to do. But before that, all of our projects were coming in via email. And that worked when we didn't have a defined marketing unit because there weren't that many projects. Mm -hmm. But now that people know I exist, it's like everybody needs help. Everybody wants marketing. Everybody wants my input. Um, and that can feel overwhelming in of mm -hmm. itself when all of those things are coming in via email. And so I'm happy that we now have that platform. Mm -hmm. We're kind of piloting it, but um, once the pilot is done, it'll be helpful in terms of tracking. Um, some other cool like project management sites are Trello, Asana, Christian sent me that one. His Asana looks great. Um, Monday.com. <laughs> Monday.com. Let me tell you something. If you're on YouTube, you always see a commercial for, <laughs> for Monday.com. Facts. It's like everywhere you go. And I still have not looked it up. Maybe it's because I have other things. But yeah, that exists too. But any type of project management that you can find, um, that would be awesome. And if you have a supervisor that helps you with project mm -hmm. management, at least helps guide you into until you become stronger in that area, if it's not your strong point, that's awesome. Yeah, and you know, to relate this back, right? Because it almost sounds like we're doing ads for other for for um, project management tools, right? No sponsorships. <laughs> no over sponsorships. Here. Yep, broke as f. Uh, <laughs> the reason we are talking about how to project manage is because it's very we in student affairs and higher ed sometimes forget that not only are we managing people, but we're managing processes. And processes have benchmarks. And so it's our responsibility to ensure that those things are getting completed if they're under our portfolio. Mm -hmm. Now, while we're project managing projects, it's also what, what with the tools that Erica has mentioned, Project management isn't just only on one person, it's on the team. Facts. Right? So I can't complete a onboarding manual if three people haven't completed their sections. And guess what? There were deadlines and they got notified that these were their deadlines. And so when you're thinking of project management and if you are using tools, any of the ones that we listed or your own method, it's great because it shows the accountability of completing the task and when they're supposed to be completed. Now, if someone doesn't complete the task and that's a further conversation with you and that person and or that person's supervisor, but again, project management, the keyword is project, second word is management. <laughs> so the project is usually team-based and it's a person's responsibility to manage and make sure it gets successfully done. And one way to do that is through platforms. Yeah. Yeah. So find a platform that works for you. Um, try them out. Some of them have free trials. That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Good old pen and paper Woo! and writing things down has never gone out of style. Christian has a notebook for every project. I think it's funny. <laughs> but then I laugh at myself because I too have a notebook for every project. <laughs> yes. Um, that can sometimes be overwhelming, but I know I'm just one of those people that likes to crack open a fresh notebook. I'm trying not to do that. Even today as we're recording, I have an old oak notebook in town. It's one of my favorites. 
It's one of my moleskins. Got it for five bucks. And when I say I got it, my sister got it for five bucks. So that means I got it for free. Christian has a notebook where he drew a beautiful backpack. It's average, yeah. Christian, what? <laughs> you see? Speak life, Christian. Speak life. It's beautiful. Just kidding. It's beautiful. Yes, thank you. Love it. But my notebook is very basic, but the paper feels very fancy. Oh, wow. It's yes, soft. very soft. And light. Cream color, too. Okay. Yes. Very black and wealthy. We can edit that out. <laughs> Someone's going to say it's not economist, but I'm telling you, I got it on the moleskin sale. It was only $5. And I'm not saying $5 is not cheap. <laughs> Go to your part. <laughs> well, thank you, Erica, so much about notebooks. And yes, the good old pen and Paper doesn't fail anyone unless you have toddler handwriting like myself. And where you still have and a journal and still type. And if you are consuming affairs, they usually give out free notebooks. Mm. And if they, you don't have one, they usually give out notebooks to the students at the beginning of the year. You can get one for free. Yeah. Don't let them tell you you can't. Mm -hmm. You work there. Yeah, absolutely. And just ask if you're unsure. <laughs> so, that too. That too. So to wrap up today's episode, we talked about three different things when it came to if you want to go fast, send an email. One, the importance of your communication style. If you're working on teams, people would, are going to interact differently. And it's important as a leader or a member of that team to understand how people prefer their communication. Yeah. That may be in person, that may be on the side, that may be a group message that may be via email but it's important for you to understand what are people's preferred method overall to if you can cater to all of them if possible recognizing when to have a meeting and when not to have a meeting so meetings should have goals they should be intentional they should allow for discussion or if not discussion it should be informational based with updates so when you're creating that space for folks because meetings do take time that you're really maximizing the time that you've asked people to invest into. Lastly, when it comes to meetings, is ensuring that you have a flow and a structure. Nothing sucks more than having a meeting with no structure. So to the best of your ability, ensure that there is an agenda, that people are aware of the flow of the meeting. Even if there's not much to the agenda, that that is pointed out, that's gonna be open discussion. Mm -hmm that there are ensured deliverables, if any, that will come from the end of the meeting, and if possible, point in or appoint someone who can be the note taker or the scribe for that meeting for those who cannot attend. Next is emails. Emails are a useful tool, especially when you're working with over 20 people that can't attend all these meetings. So in your email, of course, identify quick updates, resources, provide meeting minutes, and if there's any tasks and or pending items or actions that need to be completed for the next meeting that's happening. And while yes, technology is a blessing, it's also a curse. So, learn, so please make sure you're streamlining your communications. I may have an Instagram, but I definitely don't wanna hear work updates on my Instagram. Absolutely not. The last part is just keeping on finding ways and resources for you to project manage. So if that's your monday.com, if that's your Asana, 
if that's your Trello board, you pen or paper, how are you ensuring that you're tracking the projects that you're doing for your team, the workflow, and ensuring that it's getting completed? Once you have a better understanding of this, then you can identify it if you need a meeting or an email. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Our Backpack. We hope you found some tools to take on your journey. See you next week. Peace.